1: Suicide is something that affects all of us, and we can all play a part in saving lives. Make a difference in your community by walking out of the darkness with us on Saturday, October 22nd at Arena Green West. Help spread awareness and understanding. Send the message that help is available. And raise funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Find a walk near you at AFSP.org slash WalkSFBayArea.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to BXB, episode number eight. Eight for Yogi Berra, of course, and for Bill Dickey. Let's not forget, it's retired for him, too. I'm Sweeney Murdy, along with Keith McPherson. We're BXB, the Yankees podcast, brought to you by Odyssey. Keith, uh, I think people were disappointed a little bit. You kind of have to be waiting for Aaron Judge to hit number 62 at home, and it didn't happen.
3: Well, they don't deserve to get that at home. <laughs> like I I just said, uh, you know, and I was in there. I was in there Friday and then I didn't go Saturday or Sunday. I'm over it. I think everybody should be over it now as a Yankees fan that, you know, all the hype that went into who's going to get the call. Is it going to be on Apple TV or oh, if I get this ball. I'm paying my kids tuition, yeah, my mortgage. Up. Like we
2: want to see, yo, know, we want to see something cool. Keith, every night you're on the radio broadcast telling me tell me something cool. We want to see something cool. Seeing Aaron Judge at number 62 at home would have been cool.
3: Yep, but you know what? Sometimes people overhype the situation, they gas the situation, and they make it awkward. Like that whole setting was awkward every time he came up to the plate. We got 60. That first Tuesday game against the Pirates last week to start the homestand, and then I just knew. I'm like, there's too many randoms and casuals and people showing up to the stadium that aren't interested in seeing something cool as far as the team. They just want to see the Yankees, or they they just want to see one Yankee uh, hit one home run, and it got done in Toronto. And so they now, leave
2: too right? Like, yeah. It's, 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 and so like, I, it's, I was it's, watching it's,
3: the game. What was it, Saturday? Yes, I was watching the game Saturday, and as soon as it like. I've never seen them show Yankee Stadium with fans mass exiting like that, like they showed, like, oh, Aaron Judge is done. Everyone's leaving. Yes, we know it's a meaningless game against the Orioles. It's a Saturday. It wasn't the greatest weather conditions. But that shows you, like, all right, this is what I'm here for. I don't care uh, if Oswaldo Cabrera hits a home run. I don't care if uh, Nestor Cortez has a great outing. I'm just here to see
2: 16 It's not even about leaving early, Keith. You're talking about, like, watch these guys just, like, it's bathroom break, it's concession stands, it's come watch Judge Bat, and then even the fourth inning, if he's batting in the fourth inning, we're going to walk up the stands to go do something else.
3: Yeah, it created an an environment for me that I wasn't used to in there. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for October and the postseason. I love that, like, You know, the homestand is done. And now there's a long break between uh, this judge watch and when we actually get a full stadium of fans that are locked into every pitch. And, you know, judges' home runs will be zero zero. All Everyone's stats are 0. The the records are 0. So there won't be this odd, like, oh, here comes judge to the plate. Um, I feel like he'll get it done in Texas, and that's where it rightfully should happen. I feel like Yankees fans, New Yorkers – just made it too much of a tennis oh, match, a golf no, match. No,
2: no. You're, yeah. you're, you're sending this the wrong way. It should have happened at home. It nope. didn't for a lot of reasons. <laughs> it needed to happen. No, no. You're you wrong. Y- y- you don't deserve it. Yankees fans, New Yorkers don't deserve it. it. Stop badmouthing the fans who come. Listen, they came to see something historic, and okay, so what? They weren't locked into every pitch to Harrison Bader, okay? Aaron (laughs) Judge is the face of the Yankees. 40,000 people packed a stadium against an Orioles team that had no advance – sales right the last three games against the Orioles you, you don't expect more than 20,000 in the seats for those right you got 40,000 plus for all of them they came to see judge there's nothing wrong with that Keith I don't blame them for coming to see it I understand they're not locked in on every pitch to Isaiah Kiner Falefa doesn't matter it should have <laughs> happened at home for the people who came out to but see but
3: it, it didn't that's how the universe works it's like you guys did too much you overdid it oh. uh even with the live look-ins like they're cutting in From college football to Aaron Judge, that had a big thing online. All these football people chiming in, oh, we don't care about the Yankees. We don't care about this record. We care about football. Uh, I feel like it got very overdone. There was a lot of hype around it, and that's why they say don't believe the hype. As soon as you start believing the hype, as soon as you start buying into all this hype around one thing, it doesn't actually
2: happen. Yeah, well, let's remember the judges' season isn't just hype. Okay, 61 homers, 130 RBIs. Three eleven at the moment. Like this is a historic season. Okay, so I know people are disappointed about the weekend. And if it's funny because I saw somebody tweet this, I forget who it was. But if you were watching college football over the weekend and you never really followed Aaron Judge, you'd probably think he kind of stinks because all you see saw him do was spike <laughs> out and walk a couple of times over the weekend. Which brings us to the idea of pitching to Aaron Judge this weekend. Saturday was a little, you know, listen, listen all weekend it was pretty clear. It was away, 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 away. The only pitch that really came inside to judge was the one that hit him and really just got away. uh, Hit him on the on the arm, but it was you know they were caught in between. Keith, I felt like of trying to pitch to him, trying to get him out, but. Trying really hard not to let anything over the plate that he could mash for a home run. They were trying to walk that line a little bit. Sundays was a lot better than I thought Saturdays, but I mean, he did have a couple of pitches to hit each day. He just did, he missed them. He fouled them back. And that's kind of shows you how hard it is to actually hit a home run.
3: Yeah, I feel like these pitchers were stuck in between. Wanting to challenge him, but also not wanting to be the guy to give it up. And that's a tough place to be. It's like, okay, I got to make it look like I'm trying to pitch to him. I got to make it look. The whole country is watching. They're cutting in on every at-bat. I don't want to be that guy. And uh, I love that Jack Curry said, you know, who gave up the home run to Barry Bonds for 73? Who gave up Mark McGuire, Sammy's Like none of us remember these pitchers. So these pitchers got to just go at Judge. And then the next day they did. He struck out three times. It is just a weird environment or was a weird environment for baseball, for history. Uh, It didn't happen in New York. I hope it happens in Texas. And then I hope they give him some rest or, you know, we kind of come down from this. All I need is 62 now. I know that he was on pace for 66, 65, 64. But what's also concerning is with this odd setting, with all of this hype, Judge did kind of go into a slight slump. He has not hit at the pace that he was hitting. And he dropped a couple points in batting average. So, like, we're, I'm also looking at the triple crown. I want him to have the triple crown just as much as I want him to have that record. And uh, now, you know, Minnesota's playing games. I think Luis Arai sat one or two games this past week, and mm-hmm. they're kind of making sure that he keeps his average up. They're probably looking at pitching matchups, and we'll see. It's uh, It's two things. It's not just Judge 61. It's also the Judge triple crown and I need him to get that triple crown this year. If he comes up .002 short, uh, that will be more frustrating that, you know, he slumped during it. And he wasn't even slumping in the beginning. It's just like as it went on, um, it was just walks and then it's, strikeouts it's a, at the a
2: end. Bunch of the pitches he's seeing, Keith. There are not a lot of pitches to hit right now. So right. you're seeing him walk as much as he's striking out. He's striking out maybe, you know, Listen, I, I will give them a little bit of credit for Sunday. Like they came at him a couple of different times. And again, everything's kind of away and trying to reach for that lower edge of the zone, trying to reach, reach for that outer edge of the plate. Um, and they're nibbling and they're trying not to be the guy who gives up the home run. Uh, I get it. But, you know, listen, it's also like the idea of, you know, you're trying to get him out. And they did a good job at getting him out. Um, the batting title is going to be interesting here. Luisa Rise did sit out a couple of days. And listen, People are losing their Yankee fans. There is a segment of Yankee fans who are losing their minds. Luis Arias is sitting on on 315 right now uh, in hopes of holding on that batting title. And honestly, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. And there's not a whole lot wrong with that. This is a this is not about a couple of days' pursuit. This is a season-long pursuit. He's been out there for 550-plus at-bats. It's really not that big of a deal if you're holding on to it. And I caution Yankee fans to jump to too many conclusions because if Aaron Judd somehow finds his way in the lead on Wednesday, you know you wonder how many at-bats he's going to get and hold on to that. This is not an uncommon theme. I know we all want to see Ted Williams, 1941. But come on, people sit on batting titles all the time. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I, I'm, I'm not all that upset at Luis Rise. Aaron Judge needs to get off the deck today with three hits if he wants to jump back in this batting race. It's
3: competition. It's Major League Baseball. These guys don't want to just bow down to Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. That's actually the last thing these guys want to do. So I get it. I understand it. And uh, I hope in Texas – In Globe Life Park, their brand-new stadium, their brand-new ballpark that I don't even know how many fans they're pulling in now. It's football season. Um, (laughs) Maybe they have uh, 15,000 fans there. Hopefully it's a nice, quiet environment in a beautiful brand-new ballpark. And hopefully Judge goes off this week. There's four games. Hopefully Judge goes out there, three of the four games, whatever it is, and he has multiple hits and a home run, maybe two. And that's how we close the season. That's all that's really left on the docket here for the Yankees. It's
2: going to be a bigger environment for sure. Remember, the Yankees make one visit to Texas, okay? Um, Teams and others, fans in other cities buy tickets to see the Yankees. The Yankees are a big road draw. So, I mean, I would be highly disappointed if it was only 15,000 in Texas to see the Yankees. I don't know
3: how many fans their new place holds 15 is definitely definitely low but you know it won't be 45,000 like it was for Yankee Stadium and it won't be uh the same type of environment I don't know I I hope people go
2: yeah I think listen He needs to. If we the, the triple crown is something that I think we're all kind of excited to see, and I've been watching it for you know really for about a month now. He was he was twenty points out in the lead a month ago on Labor Day, and I said, listen, this isn't out of the realm of possibility. I, I you know you, you judge comes up ten points, Arise comes down ten points. It's kind of where you are. Arises, you know, he had a good couple of games last week in and around the games he set out, and pushed himself up to 315. Judge took the 0 for 3, took an 0 for 2. He was 1 for 7 in the weekend. That's going to bring it down. He needs a he needs a 3 or 4 hit night tonight to put a little pressure back on Arise, and I think that would be fun to watch if he can get it.
3: It's just tough because <laughs> they're not trying to be the guy in the 62 video. Because right. uh, you might not remember it 10 years from now, but we'll remember it these next couple years So, yeah, give Judge some pitches to hit. I just looked up uh, 48,114 fit in Globe Life Park. You're
2: going to get 35,000 plus for these games.
3: In a stadium that big, in a ballpark that size, you probably will get 30,000, maybe 35,000 people. It's Texas. There's so many people out there. Everything's bigger in Texas on a Monday night. Uh, the Cowboys played yesterday. Yeah, there'll be a, a ton of people there. The
2: Yankees Keith, and they make one visit to all of these places. Yep. People buy tickets to go see the Yankees.
3: I, I said that when the Yankees were struggling. I'm like, do these guys not realize that when they go to St. Louis, St. Louis always sells out, but when they go to St. Louis, they're they're getting the biggest crowd. They're going to get everybody's best punch. When they went to Pittsburgh. It was the World Series for them. Even in Oakland, Elon Musk buys 20, 25,000 tickets. They've got their biggest crowd of the year for the Yankees. Like, Everybody wants to beat the Yankees. Everybody wants to knock them off. So play up, be ready for that.
2: So you're right. It's really about just finishing this off for judge, but then it's about seeing how other guys uh, look at the end here. I don't know if we're going to see a Giancarlo Stanton, hot streak, um, had a couple of hits the other day. The problem is going to be the five day layoff. And what does it even mean or matter if somebody gets hot? Because then you're sitting for five days, but Seeing Stanton hit the ball hard a couple of times wasn't a bad thing.
3: Yeah, and I, I really want to hope that this bye week does good for the Yankees. And I know it will because there's some guys on the mend. But I one of my biggest fears with this new postseason format was that, okay, yeah, you fight to get one of the top four seeds. And this is baseball where they play every day. And then you sit down for five days, almost a week, and it's like you lose it. Or if you were hot, that gets erased. And then you got to go out there and, and, and figure it out um, against a team that just played in the series the week before. So with Giancarlo Stanton, he's such an important part of this lineup. He has to be hitting in October. And I'm kind of resting on the fact that we've seen him do it in October. We've seen him have good postseason moments, and he should be able to tap into that. And he's over 30. A little rest won't hurt him. And hopefully he's just ready for the moment. And he's clutch in October like we've seen him before.
2: We're listening to BXB, it's the Yankees podcast from Odyssey, he's Keith McPherson, I'm Sweeney Murdy, make sure to subscribe and review everywhere you get your podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts I should say, and uh, leave us some comments, Uh, make sure you rate it, do all those things you do, subscribe, follow, remember it's free everywhere you get your podcasts from Odyssey or anywhere else. Um, As the Yankees head into these final few games and try to deal with the buy, they have some Evaluations to make. Um, Giancarlo Stanton was certainly part of it, trying to get him going again, but you have some guys coming back from injury that you're going to try to get your last look at here under different circumstances. DJ LeMay, who played twice over the weekend against the Orioles, Keith, nothing special out of him. I don't know what you're going to see over the next few days or how many at bats he's going to get. But you kind of have to see D.J. LeMahieu smoke the ball a few times to even think about whether or not he can be a player for you. Because, frankly, Josh Donaldson's played well at third base, especially defensively. Gleyber Torres is back. I mean, you're going to play LeMahieu over Stanton at D.H.? Probably not. You know, but if you're going to make any sort of decision on him, you need to see him start ripping the ball all over Globe Life Park for the next few days.
3: And that may not happen in the next couple of days. It's baseball, right? He had some time off. It's not easy to just step back in there. Just how we're talking yes. about, you know, this week off, stepping back in there. So I'm looking at DJ and, and I'm a DJ fan. I love DJ. When DJ came to this team, I just thought he was perfect mm-hmm. for the New York Yankees. And his first couple seasons were amazing. And they were a surprise. This is a guy that they paid six years, 90 million. And he's going to be a bench player in October. He's going to be uh, a defensive replacement or a pinch hit. Or, you know, depending on a matchup, maybe we see him in certain games, but uh, I don't think there's enough time for him this week to start scorching the ball, hitting the ball, tagging the ball where you're sure that DJ belongs in the starting lineup. Now, yeah. like we saw him play second base for Glaber. We saw him play third base for Josh Donaldson. The way Glaber's going, Glaber's got to start. And uh, Josh Donaldson hasn't been bad either, defensively or offensively. So, I think it's going to come down to matchups, but most likely DJ is a utility guy, a guy that can play first, second, and third. That you'll see come off the bench and pinch hit. So that's fine. What a what a great uh, what a great option to have instead of I don't know uh, Neil Walker or you know I'm trying to go back to some of these uh, utility guys. We have Tyler Wade. We have DJ Lemayu, a batting champ in both leagues, and a guy that's gotten MVP votes before.
2: Yeah. And it's, listen, it's hard to find the exact right spot for him if he's coming off the bench um, because you're almost, you know, having to use two players there. Um, You know, the Yankees have plenty of right-handed bats. So to think of him coming off the uh, bench in a certain spot, okay, maybe, you know, the spots where you've seen them hit for the catcher or hit for the shortstop. Uh, but a more intriguing option in that regard is the left-handed bat of Matt Carpenter, who's going to start getting some at-bats and shake the rust off in a little alternate site camp the Yankees are setting up at Somerset and try to get him some at-bats get going here. Now, I don't expect him to be Roy Hobbs, Keith. I don't expect him to be the guy who you know we saw in July hitting at a judge in pace of home runs. But he can be a very important bat in a certain spot All you need is one big hit sometimes in October to make a difference.
3: Boy, did I want to see him come back uh, against the Rangers, right? Because he was with the Rangers in their organization in AAA, and they wouldn't call him up. That's how this whole story started this season. He was uh, doing his thing in AAA, and they didn't see it fit to bring him up to the big club. So he asked for his release. And when he asked for his release, who was right there waiting? Brian Cashman and the New York Yankees. So I thought it would have been full circle for him to come back and uh, get a chance to mash against Texas. But whatever, we had to make some moves yesterday to bring Chichi Gonzalez in, and uh, now he's on the 60-day IL. But what was good about this week was that we saw him in the cage. We saw him with the team the last couple weeks, but now we saw him with a bat in his hand uh, doing baseball stuff. So that tells me that, hey, this guy has got to be like 80 90% there, but now it's about using this time between today, October 3rd, and October 11th, to get his timing back, to get him some live at-bats so that he can be that threat. I can't wait for the Yankees to press that button. And here comes Matt Carpenter off the bench, the left-handed bat late in a game, a guy who's a threat to hit a home run. And, uh, you know, even if he works a walk or hits a double, it's another good option to have off the bench. Like I said, instead of uh, Mike Ford, it's Matt Carpenter.
2: You know, you don't have to really – answer the questions until Benintendi comes back, if he comes back later in the postseason, if it becomes, you know, if that actually becomes a thing. But, you know, the Yankees actually look like they have some depth at this spot now, you know, with um, Oswaldo Cabrera playing in the field and bench bats in LeMahieu and Carpenter. Now, again, we don't really know who those guys are right now, you know, because ideally, if they were healthy, they wouldn't be just bench bats, right? They'd be something else for the Yankees. But they're coming back late and you're trying to squeeze them in and see what happens. I really can see Carpenter making a difference in kind of in the Raul Abanez kind of role when we saw 10 years ago what he did off the bench. He spelled a slumping A-rod, right? So, you know, maybe you know they they actually put excuse me, they pinch hit for A-Rod and put him on the bench. Maybe this is what happens to Stanton, right? If he doesn't get going or if he's, you know, going through a drought and you're in a big spot in one of these postseason at-bats where you get a matchup that probably favors Carpenter over Stanton. that I can see it at least as a possibility.
3: Yeah, and we know for sure that Stanton will not be in the outfield. Since he came back, we didn't see him there. So he is just a DH. And if he's a DH Going 0 for 4, 0 for 5 with a golden sombrero in October in the uh, DS or the CS, you can't have it. So, again, what a good option to have Matt Carpenter off the bench as DH or starting as DH after a night that Giancarlo struggles.
2: Yeah, and listen, you know, he's he's not playing the field because the Yankees have a much better defensive alignment right now. Uh when you have Judge in right and Bader in center, and we you know, this is going back to what the Yankees envisioned at the trade deadline. They needed a center fielder, they got one. We finally seen him for a couple of weeks now, and uh the Yankees outfield alignment is a lot better. Oswaldo Cabrera's in left, but their infield defense, you know, is really good too, with healthy Rizzo back. And I think, you know. I think one of the things we should point out, Keith, is that we haven't really talked about Isaiah Conor Falefa much, right? Because he's made all the plays. Full mm-hmm. stops are going to make errors in the big leagues. Um, and some of them make more than others. Bo is certainly one of them. And I think we saw last week and we saw him like, how does, like, how does, how does some of those plays even happen? It doesn't even look like, you know, like those should even be possible with some of the throws he's making. But Connor of has worked really hard in the second half here, especially, and, when you saw him, like, what, about a month ago, you saw him go through a little bit of a spate of errors there. But now here you go again, and he is playing really well. You're not noticing him, which means he's playing well. This is a pretty good infield defense, and, you know, Connor Falefa is a big part of it.
3: I have no problems with IKF as of right now. I know he had a big error in the Brewers series, I think, in Tampa too. Yeah. But he's the guy, right? It's not Oswald Peraza. He's a young guy. He's a talented guy but he's not the guy that you're going to stick at shortstop for this run in October. IKF was the guy in the offseason that they wanted. We got a ride with him, and I think he's going to have some clutch moments. I think he's going to have a big moment or two, maybe at the plate, maybe defensively, right? And I I think we've talked about this. You know, IKF, they like IKF for his range. The routine plays you expect him to make. The the rangey plays you don't expect him to make, and he gets to them. He does sometimes. So I'm looking for that. I'm looking for him to save. A run. I'm looking for him to make some plays going to his right or left, where it's like, okay, you know, this is why you have this guy. And also, he can he can steal bases. He can be a threat on the base pass, which is really important to me this October. You know, guys like him and Bader and even Glaber uh, and Rizzo and Judge. You know, guys that'll steal bases and put pressure on the opposing pitcher and catcher is needed in October when you're trying to manufacture runs
2: the uh, the defense i got this this morning from mark simon at sports info solutions in since september 1st the yankees have 30 defensive runs saved and that's uh tied with the Diamondbacks for the most in Major League Baseball. They're also plus two at both shortstop and center field. So Connor Falefa um, is a plus there. And Bader is a plus there because, remember, early in the year, the Yankees were negative in center field. When Hicks was there and even with Judge there, they're basically kind of average to below average um, with the range um, in their center field, and Bader has, has stepped that up. Um, it's what the Yankees envisioned defensively is really starting to – to show up now and I think as we talked about Donaldson's a big piece of this I mean even if he hasn't had that big blowout offensive spurt that MVP like spurt that we've kind of waited to see he's still showing you some value um with certain at-bats and especially on the defensive side
3: He's, he's played great defense at third he gets everything he's had some throws go all over the place whatever it's a long throw for the most part he's solid for the most part I feel confident with him on the hot corner like he's gonna take care of it uh ikf glaber rizzo and then in the outfield like you said this one of the biggest things that changed with this team from last year to this year was defense last year they had a bunch of guys playing out of position last year they had different guys in the lineup and different guys in the field every yeah. day there was no continuity there was no like there was no consistency between these guys every day to say hey like You know, this is my territory or this is how I'm getting to the ball or this is how you can expect me to throw the ball, you know, Rizzo fielding everything. Like, I feel like they've played so much now down the stretch here with these guys in the same spots in the lineup and the same spots in the field. They're ready to roll. And in the beginning of this season, right, someone showed a a lineup from the beginning of the season and Donaldson was leading off. Like, why was Donaldson ever leading off? They were experimenting. They were trying things. And that's something I've said this whole season on WFAN. The Yankees like to collect data. They like to try things. They like to do things. They like to see how it works. And then I guess they feed that back to their analytics team and they try and find the best options after that. Right now, they have a pretty solid offensive team. Uh, Ryan just put in the chat that quietly, IKF is batting 272 with a 116 weighted runs created plus since September 1st and three home runs. This is a guy that I thought would not hit one home run this season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, added, he added three home runs in this last month. So um, they're doing it defensively first, and that is what you need in October. Uh, you, you need to be tight as you can be. You can't have any mistakes. You can't have you know a couple balls leak through with guys on base and get in trouble. I have confidence in this defense, and I definitely have confidence in this lineup. They have Aaron Judge and a lot of other guys that will make you pay if it isn't Judge.
2: Uh, I want to talk about starting pitching in a minute, but where defense kind of plays into – The what I'm kind of worried about with the bullpen, because as we've talked about, the bullpen has a lot of contact pitchers, not a lot of swing and miss pitchers. Um, So the defense is going to have to come up and show up. But on top of that, the bullpen is still kind of a mess because you're trying to figure out, you know, they've already gone through this month, not knowing who their closure is. And now people just keep getting hurt. Clay Holmes is done for the rest of the regular season. You hope that he's healthy enough and ready to go once the playoffs start. Uh, Ron Maronaccio left Sunday's game. They say it's not a big deal right now, but hey, listen, everything's a big deal when the calendar says it's October and Maronaccio's leaving a game because of a problem with his shin that apparently he's been dealing with for several months now. Uh, the Yankees' most trusted relievers. It's not a long list right now, Keith. They're still searching.
3: Yeah, that's why I'm hoping that our starting pitching can go six, seven innings and they're solid. But, yeah, going back to what you said about, you know, these little injuries, like, I don't trust any of that because a little thing can turn to a big thing, especially with the Yankees. They try to downplay injuries, and then we find out later, oh, this guy is hitting the IL, or there was more to it. Uh, I was just thinking about Wandy this morning. You know, Wandy went down, and it seemed like a get-right IL stint. Like, hey, get right, get your mechanics together, rest up, and be ready for October. I'm all the way out on a roll this Chapman, but I've been all the way out on a roll this Chapman yeah. um, pretty much this whole season. Uh, there's not, you know, Clay Holmes, you know, Clay Holmes is a guy that in the beginning of the season, we were comparing to Mariano and we were all hailing him as the new closer. And I feel like that was a lot for the guy. I feel like, uh, you know, he got thrust into this spot and well,
2: physically he has clearly he hasn't been right. This whole yeah. season half, he had a back issue. Now he has a shoulder issue. There's a, it's hard there's to no be that guy there.
3: when you're ailing. It's it's hard to be that guy when you're hurting. So the Yankees have a lot of questions. I, I, I have faith in Scott F. Ross. Uh, I have faith in Ron Marinasio if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't really know about Clark Schmidt. I don't really know about you know Lucas Lickie or uh, you know some of these other guys. And then now you're seeing different guys like Jacob Barnes and uh,
2: yeah, that was that was just kind of a, I know. You know I Luchino know but... and Scott Efrost are guys here who you know they're going to be thrust into some big spots here, and you got to figure out who you can trust. They still don't have a lot of swing and miss guys. Loisaga is their best option. Um, you know, Clark Schmidt, they're trying to force into this and say, okay, can he be the one in guy? They do like how he bounces back physically. The one thing I kind of like, I kind of wonder if they're going to do though, you know, because they're relying on a lot of contact guys and not a lot of swing and miss guys, it's hard to, to parade in four different relievers a night when they're all putting the ball in play and, you know, sometimes bad things can happen. Right. Um, I wonder if they are going to be more apt to let somebody who's pitching well pitch more than one inning because they do have some guys who could give you, you know, two inning stints like Loaizaga, like Trevino, F Ross, uh, even Schmidt, you know, rather than parading in four guys, I think you can, I think, you know, guys doing multiple inning stints could be a real thing for the Yankees in October.
3: Yeah. Domingo Herman already spoke to the fact that he's ready to do whatever they call him, him to do. And I expect him to be a guy that piggybacks off a starter. If, I don't know. Nestor can only give you a solid four and he looks shaky in the fifth. Domingo, go, you know, go do what you do. They're they're going to figure it out. Uh, You know, I remember it always sticks with me And Zach Britton. We'll mention Zach Britton. He's he's out of here. But Zach Britton in 2019 at the end of the season spoke about how the bullpen was taxed. And you can see that with the injuries these guys have had late in the year. It's a long year. Can't rely on the bullpen in October. Uh, well, you can rely on it, but you can't rely on them to save you every time. And something I, I always talk about with Boone, I feel like he's always ready to go to the pen. And it's like, hey, in October, please let some of these guys compete. Uh, what I feel like with the Yankees is if they let a Garrett Cole compete or a Nestor Cortez compete and they give up a home run, a solo shot or a run here or there, the Yankees will overcome it. This guy, These guys, like, they play for each other. It's uh, It's a team. You know, watching them celebrate, even watching like uh, Josh Donaldson, the way he hugged Trevino. I'm like, these guys have gone through this whole season. They went through the good times, the bad times, and they came through it clean with the division win, clinched the AL East, the best division in baseball. They're ready to go. And I don't see the bats going quiet. And I don't see one of our pitchers giving it up and the Yankees not coming to the plate with an answer. I think they'll be fine. And uh, it won't be such a okay. come on. Bullpen's got to save us. You remember that year was like Tommy Canely, Adam Adovino. And and it, it was almost so predictable what innings we were going to go to them and then how much we were putting on their shoulders. I don't expect it to look like that this October. And that's why I think they've got a little bit more than a fighting chance.
2: They certainly have had their lanes to go in, as they as the terminology goes these days, but I think you might have to expand those lanes a little bit to get guys, you know, to maybe get five, six outs rather than just three. Um, you're listening to BXB. It's the Yankees podcast, new one here from Odyssey. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. You get us anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow, subscribe. It's all free uh, rate review all that jazz and uh, follow us along here through the Yankees ride in October. Nestor Cortez closed out his regular season this weekend with a fabulous performance, a strong finish. Remember he had a little rut earlier in the year, but came out of that really well finished very strong. Nestor Cortez has been the Yankees most consistent pitcher and it has people wondering where he falls in the playoff rotation. Listen, I don't think there's any entertaining this Garrett Cole's still your game one starter and he's just going to be, Uh, I understand the questions, but I kind of have a way that the, I kind of haven't figured out how the Yankees rotation can play out. And, um, but first, you know, Keith, you've been, you know, you've loved Nestor all year long. What's not the like, right?
0: How powerful is Cox internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,
3: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call
0: 562-314-4603 for details.
3: I mean, he's a guy that when we were going into the season, we had a big question mark over his head. Garrett Cole, too. But I remember using the phrase, what if he turns back into a pumpkin? You know yeah. people say that, right? Like, what if there was magic last year? And he comes back down to earth this year and he didn't. And he put in the work and his legend grew more and there were more t-shirts and more fans showing up with mustaches and nasty Nestor became an actual thing in not just the Yankees universe, but in all of baseball, he was an all-star this year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to connect with the guy. He, he reached out to me on Twitter. was listening to my radio show and, uh, we get to texting and talking and, Next thing you know, he comes on and and that obviously makes me even more of a fan because he's a regular guy. I have some homies from the 305 Hialeah Mm -hmm. area, like Hialeah area where he grew up. So it's like even more of a connection for me. Like I know, you know, where he was competing. Same high school as Bucky Dent, Keith. Yeah, and then I met Bucky Dent a couple weekends ago and Bucky Dent told me that. And then we talked about that and he's a big Nestor fan. So... You know, I I root for, you know, the average man, the everyday guy like Nestor, who's undersized, but is athletic, is competitive, and he's playing over his head for a long time. And I I text him after the game uh, this past uh, Saturday, I just sent him the king emoji. I'm like, you're king of New York, bro. I'm like, what you did this season, like, we haven't seen many starters do that in pinstripes. You just put together one of the best seasons for a Yankee starter in history, and that's forever. You're a king, no matter what. So go into October and continue it and uh cement your legacy, and the money is gonna be on the way. So Nestor Cortez is my guy. I'm I'm not saying he's a game one starter, ladies and gentlemen. I know I know open. Garrett Cole is. I know that's why you go get a Garrett Cole, right? Yes. That's why you went and paid him all that money because you needed to stabilize this rotation and put a guy like that at the top who just broke Ron Geardry's record, like he put together Uh, You know, a rough season, but still a historic season as well with those 248 strikeouts. He's got another start here to make us all feel better and make us all believe that he can go in and be shut down. And I think he can. He has postseason experience and it's different uh, when you get to October versus, you know, a July and game in the Bronx.
2: When you strike out 250 batters in a season, you are a dominant pitcher. Now the home runs are a problem, no doubt about it. Um, but he's getting the ball in game one. You, As you said, this is why you got him. You got him to go out there and be that guy. So you have to give him the chance because he gives up a few home runs. You know, think about it this way. You think about the idea of his psyche and uh, and, and any sort of frailty in his psyche. What are you doing to it if you say, guess what? You're not good enough to pitch game one anymore. We're going to put you in game two. Here's how I see it shaking out, okay? Uh, Remember, there are off days to consider. It's a different kind of schedule in the first round. Uh, So you can bring back your game one starter in game four on full rest. Here's Mm -hmm. the way I think they're going to play it. I think they'll play Cole, Cortez, Severino, one, two, three. Game four, if needed, you come back to Cole game five it would be short rest for the game two starter so cortez would be available but i think you bring tyone into that game five spot there um fully rested and everybody obviously it's all hands on deck if you get to a game five but what that means is if you advance to the next round keith assuming you win in four or five games you can have cortez start game one of the next series mm-hmm. he goes game and that's a best of seven now so now you're talking about game one starter in the lcs by the way, against maybe Houston, now, you know, you're going to get caught up in whether or not he starts game one of the first round. But then the second round starts and it's against Houston. Cortez would be a, a, as good a starter as anybody in game one there. You go game one and five. Again, you're going to go four men. You go one and five there. You can go two and six with Garrett Cole. You can go three and seven with Severino and and then four with Tyone again. Um I think that's the way it can play out for the Yankees over the first two rounds if obviously they get there and get there in some sort of normal fashion.
3: I'm with it. I'm down. At this point, there's like no turning back, no second guessing. Uh, You know, whatever the Yankees do, we're rolling with. So I I know that the argument that uh, Nestor should be the game one starter is really just a Twitter conversation. Uh, I know that it's going to be Garrett Cole, and I wish the best for him and all of us, right? There is a chance that he goes out and dominates and keeps the ball in the park. And and I'll take that chance. So good enough for me.
2: And everybody, you're number one on the day you pitch, right? It's there's nothing less about plus, let's say for argument's sake, Garrett Cole loses the first game. Okay. Game two is huge, and you've got Nestor Cortez. That's a that's still a real thing. Everybody has to be number one on the day that they pitch. And you know, Garrett Cole had a still had a decent regular season, right? I mean, you can look at some other guys who who haven't had good regular seasons, but when you're talking about a guy who's still pitching to an ERA under three and a half, over 250 strikeouts over you know uh, uh, and is has a, a strong workload, there is dominance there. The home runs have tended to ruin it, and I get that. but it brings me back to something, you know, what did we learn? In the Mets-Braves series, Keith.
3: Got to hit home runs. Well, I you mean, hit them, but the good team pitchers, that out Homers, it's like, you know,
2: that's the whole game right teams, there. Good pitchers still give up home runs. Great pitchers still give up home runs. And if you do, you're going to lose the game. Or you probably can lose the game. And we just saw DeGrom and Scherzer do it over the weekend. And this is what happens when you run into good hitting teams in October. The home run ball, and this goes for the offense and the pitching, Keith, the home run ball plays. They, they are good things to have when you're hitting. They are bad things to have when you're pitching. And oh, by the way, great pitching still can give up home runs.
3: Yeah, uh, Ryan just sent this from Mike Petriello. The Mets had 10 more singles than the Braves this series and struck out less. But Braves outscored them 14-7 to with seven home runs compared to three for the Mets. And that's it. That's all she wrote, you know. And then, I mean, the Mets aren't a home run hitting team. I, I've been forced to watch the Mets this year more than I ever have. And I thought last night was going to be a night where they have 14 hits and they single them to death. No, chicks dig the long ball. Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson, no. If I hit this ball out, like it's gonna be turned up in here. They're gonna turn the lights out, they're gonna do the chomp, and we're gonna dominate, and that's gonna lead us to wins. And they and have a few guys in that lineup pitching. that can do that.
2: That's how you beat great pitching. You don't single them to death and win, right? This is, this is just what happened. You know, you know, the Braves have some good pitchers, the Mets have some good pitchers and that, and that, you know, that just points it out right there. And I thought, it, you know, I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, and, and I'm sure you've gotten them, right? You've gotten the callers all year long. The Met fans who are killing Garrett Cole and say, we've got the aces. You know, listen, DeGrom and Scherzer are still outstanding pitchers and they mm-hmm. could still make a really good run in the postseason, but you get down to this series and the fans who are killing Cole for giving up home runs now get to watch their guys give up home runs. You got to sit back and just take it.
3: It was a good night last night and it's a good day today because all of these things that Mets fans tried to say to Yankees fans all year. Now we're looking back at them like, shut up. <laughs> you know, with Gary Cole, exactly You're like, oh. Who's the re- we got two real aces in New York? Okay, okay, we get it. Scherzer and Degrom are great. They're two of the best in the league, and but they are. can get rocked too. They can give up home runs too, and we watched that all weekend. And it, they move the goalposts. It's different when it's them, right? It's like, oh, they're gonna bounce back. You know, they're gonna learn from this. No, they gave it up in the biggest series. You had the whole season on the line. You had your best guys lined up, and they they failed. You know what? Because those other guys get paid too. Those other guys have nice houses. Yeah. And nice cars, too. And if you leave one in the zone, they can hit it out. And Garrett Cole has left a bunch in the zone. I think he might be still the American League leader. Or actually, no, we're about to face the American League leader from Texas uh, in giving up home runs. But, like, once we get to October, Aaron Judge is going to hit home runs. Josh Donaldson is going to hit home runs. Oswaldo Cabrera, John Carlos Stan, Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo. Like, that's why I say I think they can overcome Garrett Cole. That's why I say... You know, if he gives up a solo shot early, it's not going to beat us. We've seen it all year. They bail him out. And I think that'll continue again. But, yeah, great point with watching Scherzer and DeGrom get rocked by Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson and not be able to pitch, not be able to, you know, they all gave up earned runs, three earned runs, four earned yeah. runs off the long ball.
2: I, I don't think they can overcome bad starts from Garrett Cole. They can overcome a home run ball but not multiple home run balls. You know what I'm saying? It, they yeah. need they still need coal to perform. And you know uh, during last week's rain delay, I was talking to David Cohn on the air and one of the things he talked about is is just opportunities you get a good pitcher more opportunities and you can say okay he hasn't been a big game pitcher hasn't done this just keep getting more opportunities and eventually you're going to get that kind of performance and cone's a great example of it if you know he is you know he has this great reputation as a big game and an october pitcher but there are some scattered games in his long playoff resume where he's gotten rocked a few times and he comes back and lives to tell about it because he gets more opportunities and comes up with another big spot in another in another game and ends up giving you the outing that you're looking for and Garrett Cole will have hopefully some more of these opportunities in this coming postseason
3: yeah so Garrett Cole leads the American League with 32 home runs given up um, it's Josiah Gray who leads all of baseball with 38, but plays for the Washington Nationals. I thought Perez or somebody from Texas also gave it up, but right under Cole is Robbie Ray, a Cy Young winner. <laughs> he, yeah. he won the and Cy Young over Cole, and he pitches Williams
2: for too from the from the Blue Jays.
3: Yup, yep, guys that are going to be pitching in the postseason that have given up a ton of home runs. Uh, Sean Mania from San Diego, Charlie Morton, who we just saw pitch last night
2: uh it just shows you they pitch a lot right that's just part of sure. it Sure, they
3: make their starts they make yeah. their starts <laughs> yeah the guys,
2: you know you guys who aren't good pitchers who give up a lot of home runs you know they're they're not going to start 30 times for you uh they're going to get sent out but you know you talk about all these guys and are trying to figure out what the good matchups are going to be I caution everybody don't worry about that just wait for your opponent and come prepare for them uh it's you know the Yankees at this point in time uh, if the seedings hold, we're going to play the winner of a Cleveland-Tampa Bay series, and we're going to start to say, who do you want to face? Don't play those games, Keith.
3: Yeah, In nope. 2006,
2: I, I remember that everybody wanted to play the Tigers and not the Twins, because the Twins had Yoan Santana. Don't want to face Santana twice in a five-game series. Well, you faced uh, Kenny Rogers once in a four-game series and got wiped out by the Tigers. It's dangerous to play those kinds of games. I caution everybody. Just watch to see what happens and prepare for who comes out of it.
3: Yeah, be careful what you wish for and what you put out there. It is October. It is spooky season. It can get scary real fast. It does not matter if it's the Guardians, if it's the Tampa Bay Rays who we're more familiar with. Anyone can get beat. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I I really don't care who we play. I just hope that the Yankees show up and play their game and their brand of baseball in Yankee Stadium and on the road. But in Yankee Stadium, there's a, a bigger advantage with the fans and having that home field environment.
2: So I know you've got, you know, a, a lot of things still keeping you busy. And it is football season and basketball's coming. But, you know, and the, you want to watch, we're going to watch the other playoff series. But the Yankees themselves are going to have some days off. You might have time to, you know, tackle some of the homework assignments. Have you completed <laughs> any so far? Or, you know, have you seen 61? Have you watched the God? Uh, I've, I've
3: seen 15 minutes of 61. Oh, oh, my gosh. Where I see Roger Maris's family, uh, oh. not the real family that we've seen during the games. We see them oh. uh, as actors. And we see the Mark McGuire chase. And then it starts to get into, you know, they introduce Mantle and Maris and, I dozed off after that, but it's it's on pause. It's uh, on pause. I can go back to it. I you've got you've got. I don't history. have the time. <laughs> oh, or the or the. I don't. It's not even that I don't have the time. I don't have the time, and I don't have the like attention span or like capacity to sit there and take in any kind oh. of movie. I am I am a sports fiend. The only thing that can satisfy me, entertainment wise. Are live plays like I need to really, see like the, the ball three, in play?
2: Three thirty five minute Yankees Orioles game yesterday, which was like watching paint dry. That kept your attention, but you can't watch. It. There was also NFL Red Zone on, so yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. Well, I will give you an incomplete. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm gonna still, give you a failing grade. I gotta grade download
3: yet. the uh, Willberries album as well. Never heard of the Willberries <laughs> until you yeah. posted that.
2: I, get I, I can't, I had a little middle age crisis moment where I realized that I'm older than every traveling Woolberry. And Keith said, who are they? Um, <laughs> I, never, I get it. I've okay? never heard of them. People Listen. were
3: sending me links. I'm like, I, I'm,
2: yeah, you know, I, I was today understand. years
3: old when I found out who the Willberries were.
2: They were 35 years ago. Right. And I get it. Um, but you know, George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, um, you know and listen you can probably send me some stuff from the last 20 25 years that's probably not in the genre that I listen to regularly and I'm gonna say who are they and you're gonna laugh at me too right so this is kind of what happens here but it was just one of those moments that just made me feel a little bit older than it should have when I when I looked at a picture of those guys and said those guys are old and I'm older than all of them so you know it's- that's how
3: I feel watching sports watching baseball mm-hmm. watching basketball football I'm 34. And that's old in in sports now. If you're a 34-year-old player, they look at you like you, you got a year or two left. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, not much. Well, we've got plenty of time left and we're going to be coming back. Yankees are going to wrap up the regular season this week and then we'll hit you with playoff previews and go through the playoff stuff along the way. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, follow all that jazz. We're all free here. It's BXB, the Yankees podcast with Keith McPherson and Sweeney Murdy on Twitter. He is at Keith underscore McPherson. I'm at Yankees WFAN. Our producer is Ryan Chichester and you've just listened to episode number eight eight. Keep coming back for more. Lots of fun stuff to take you through October. It's BXB from Odyssey. Thanks for listening.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.